0: So, what is it that you need to do if you want to stave off brain fog and make sure that you're cognitively performing at your best, managing your overwhelm and actually able to be super productive? Hi, my name is Justin. Welcome to Way of the Leader. This is one of a series of 10 videos that I'm doing on what I call the 10 harmonies. This is video number three. We're going to be talking about exercise today and what movement things you need to be doing in order to avoid brain fog. If you want to see the previous two on food and sleep, check out the links below to the others. So for now, let's just dive straight in. What is the number one exercise that you can do if you want to stay cognitively really on top of the ball? And the answer is very simple. Cardio. Unfortunately, for some people, including myself, you know, we don't really enjoy cardio that much or haven't necessarily been introduced to cardio in a way that we really enjoy. And it's only in the last couple of years that I've really started to appreciate cardio. All the studies tend to suggest that cardio is the thing that makes the biggest difference when it comes to your brain health, staving off Alzheimer's, other neurodegenerative disorders, but also making sure that you are primed on a daily basis to actually achieve your task. So, if you can fit in a little bit of cardio in the morning, you'll find you're much more awake. You know, you've basically energized your brain, got the blood flowing. So, good cardio health is paramount when it comes to talking about the brain and brain health. On top of that, What's next? Well, in the spectrum of things, I always talk about cardio, stretching, mobility, as well as uh, strength training. And although I prefer strength training, it seems to be the least beneficial for the brain, at least in terms of brain fog and cognitive overload, especially in the beginning. Okay. So the first one that we said is cardio. All right. And cardio can give you that stress. that stress exposure that helps you to develop more stress tolerance, also. Okay, it's a little bit more of a mental game. Now, the second one is then stretching. So, just like there's many different types of exercise. So, if you, for example, if you do strength training for building muscles, strength training to actually build strength, strength training just to maintain your muscles, strength training for specific sports like powerlifting or Olympic lifting or whatever, there's many different goals. And so, likewise, with stretching, you also have many different goals. And one of the things that I've been playing around with recently has been stretching in order to release tension. So even though that type of stretching hasn't necessarily exploded my mobility, you know, my ability to, let's say, put my hands on the floor or anything like that, what I've actually found is that it's increased my HRV, increased my sleep scores, and just a little bit of stretching in that regard has helped wonders. So stretching in terms of being able to Release that tension and get yourself into a breathing uh, rhythm. It's almost acting like a a form of meditation. So it's a great way to release tension from the body. Highly recommend it. If anyone's out there, you're super stressed, you're in a state of instability and you want to bring yourself back to stability. I highly recommend stretching. really, really. Um, cognitively, just focus on the muscles and as you breathe out, release and relax all the muscular tension that you've got there. So it's a good idea, you know, find people who are teaching um, exercises like this, this type of like release stretching, release yoga, I suppose you could call it as well, just like there could be a yoga for strength training, you know. So in that capacity, number one, cardio, best thing that you could do for your brain and as well as preventing the onset of any kind of neurodegenerative disorders. Number two is stretching. Specifically, I like the stuff that does a lot of the tension release that really works well for being able to make sure that you're not holding any of that stress, that tension. That means that the next day you're going to be overwhelmed even more. The third thing is a little bit more of a long-term gain. Um, it's going to be strength training, specifically uh, resistance training for muscle size. Now, of course, there's an appropriate spectrum of, you know, what is a good muscle mass that your frame specifically can handle, versus too much. And if you see too much, you can recognize it straight away. Like some of the elite level bodybuilders, strongmen, things like that, you know, there's always strain on their organs and their hearts from supporting that, as well as perhaps some of the uh, damage that's been done with all the chemicals that they take in order to get to those sizes. Uh, but in saying that, let's bring it back down to a normal person's level and just say that resistance training is fantastic. Putting on a little bit more musculature doesn't necessarily make you look super bulky or anything like that. It doesn't need to change your frame unless you're really actively trying to do that. But developing your muscles and literally sending muscles to uh, sending signals to your muscles in order to stimulate a contraction actually is great for signaling. So in the short term, you're getting a similar endorphin hit from just doing a little bit of weight training, making sure that you're not fatiguing yourself too much. Yes, in the short term, there is inflammation that can affect your brain, but that over time you start to, uh, number one is know your limits and how much you can do before you get super tired. But also in the short term, that inflammation actually builds Um, new muscles which means that you can help yourself also the controlled stress of that inflammation as well you are controlling that inflammation that means that your body starts to become a lot more stress resilient so in speaking about all of these things understanding how much you need to exercise versus not that can also be regulated by fitness trackers for example i wear the whoop and knowing how much i can push on a day um, where my heart rate variability, my resting heart rate, my my breathing rate, my respiration rate, as it's called on the app, is, uh, let's say, a little bit elevated and heart rate variability is, is, you know, not, it's gone down, it's decreased, you know, those types of factors will factor into how much exercise I'm going to do to push my body versus recover on a daily basis as well, which can influence how well you do cognitively. So in saying all of that, it comes down to these three things and making sure that you're ticking all of these boxes. And if you are not, if you are not, one of the biggest things that I found with my clients, for example, is lower back pain. And I asked them questions like, well, how often do you work out or how often do you stretch and things like that? Very often, it's like, well, I'm too busy. Self-care becomes one of the most important things that you can do when you are trying to optimize for productivity and make sure that you're giving your all to your business, to your work. So making sure that you're taking care of yourself, be it a one mile run a day, and you know, five minutes of jump rope a day should be able to really stimulate that cardio that we're talking about. You know, uh, two full body workouts with muscular resistance training, you know, with weights uh, per week, <clears throat> you know, is better than nothing. And ultimately, you know, we can dip into a lot more about optimizing, but just for starting purposes, like, what are you doing? Uh, At the moment, I've just been doing five minutes of passive relaxed stretching. So uh, it's technically called passive static stretching before bed and just focusing on my breathing protocols, you know, four seconds in, six seconds out. And in order to just release as much tension as possible. And that's been doing wonders for me. So, you know, if you're interested in any more of this stuff, please subscribe, check out all the links below. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. What is it that you have found has really either contributed to your brain fog, to not being very clear, uh, to losing concentration and what physically, what exercises or what kind of things have you done in order to clear up that brain fog? So I'd love to hear back from you. Let me know your thoughts on what I've just said as well. If you disagree with me, let's start a comment, uh, conversation about it. Until next time. Ciao for now.